Sup, bitches. It's your girls. Danny. And Brie. And we, we are, are the Healing, healing bitches. bitches. Whoop, whoop. This is episode one, and we are super excited. So excited. Uh, we're currently in Brie's closet, so <laughs> it's nice and cozy. <laughs> nice and tie-dye. <laughs> Gotta start somewhere, you know? So, uh, for this episode, we're going to be talking about basically what this podcast is about, and we're going to talk about how we met each other and basically um, both of our healing journeys. So, let's get comfortable, take a sit, maybe drive your car. I'm currently in a bing bag chair, so if you hear some ruffling, it's just me. And we have our apple organic juices. (laughs) Bree has an adorable son. And you know, or don't tell him, but we're drinking his juice. I have no straw. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) We could just borrow this one. Let me just poke it and I will just... (laughs) Just shotgun against apple juice. Yes. (laughs) Let me see that straw, girl. That's so funny. Don't mind us just shotgunning. Shotgunning. <laughs> um, yeah. Disclaimer, um, I can't pronounce things a lot of the times, so it's always going to come out like gibberish every once in a while. Yep. But it's a good time. Same. Mm. It's really fun. Ooh. Organic, no added sugars. Best. Mama. Yeah. Over here. I'm a crunchy mom. <laughs> Okay, define crunchy mom. Mm. I mean, I feel like there are multiple, like, ways to describe that or, like, requirements, quote unquote. Okay. But technically, or, like, how I see a crunchy mom is just, like, more natural, like, healthy. Like, we have, like, a plant-based diet. I buy a lot of organic stuff. Like, no added, like, shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, like, more concerned with the healthy health aspect, healthiness <laughs> of life and feeding my child, like, good food. Um, it also goes into other things that we do, like soaps mm-hmm. and, like, lotions. Like, I mean, I still buy crappy stuff, but, like, for the most part, I try to buy, like, all natural. When you said, like, crunchy mom, I was over here thinking, like, a bag of chips, like, oh, we crunchy sounds and stuff, mm-hmm. or maybe, like... When you brought up vegetables or, like, organic and stuff, the crunching sounds of, like, eating carrots, like a rabbit. Yes. <laughs> maybe that's where it comes from. I guess so. I, Who knows? Or maybe, like... I'm gonna have to Google that later. <laughs> yeah. That, let me know. We'll come back on and actually describe what yeah. what that means. Maybe we can have a whole topic on, like, crunchy mo- meh. <laughs> I don't know if I can talk about that for, like, an hour. <laughs> that would be a lot. Maybe a side conversation. Right. So, yeah, side we can brand. go in that. Yeah. Um, but basically, specifically, to the podcast, The Healing Bitches, um, basically what this podcast is about is um, just coming on here and talking about the highs and the lows on a spiritual journey. Yeah. And, um, like, some of the stuff might be serious, some of the stuff might be more lighthearted, and any of, any of the things that are new topics, we can research and discuss and then later on having people come on the actual podcast so that's our vision for this so we're super excited we want it to be casual but we also want it to be super informative as well as helping others absolutely so that's the goal 
As far as me and Bree, we used to work together. (laughs) (laughs) We still kind of do. But anyway, yeah, now that we're doing this. (laughs) Yes. And we're about to live together. Ah, so exciting. Um, But yeah, me and Bree met each other the beginning of um, the year of 2022. Mm -hmm. What a great way to start the year. No, we didn't meet then. We met in December. Yeah, the end of December, right before New Year's. Yeah, because I was was like, wait a second. We celebrated New Year's together. We did. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, we did. It was such a long time ago. It, feels, it like. feels like forever ago, but really it was like five months. Yeah. Like, but it feels like so long ago. I love that. Me too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we worked together at this, um, holistic center and stuff. Um, and it was a lot of fun. We have both left this, um, holistic center doing other things outside of it, but still want to be in that same, um, work environment. Yeah. We're both energy workers, mm-hmm. both do things in the holistic field. Danny's a yoga instructor. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> she kicks my ass at the gym. I try. I'm, I'm a tarot card reader. Not a whole lot of uh, physical activity going on there. <laughs> hey, but the, you got that spiritualness going on, which is super good. She pulls cards for me, and she's always, like, on point. Or, like, if I have no idea about it, it comes back later on. Yes. It's, like, crazy. It's so good. I love it. I love it, too. Speaking of which, how did you get started on your spiritual journey? And, like, what started, like, um, where you are in tarot reading? Oh my gosh. I feel like there's so many pieces to that puzzle and it started so long ago. So I'm 32. There's an age difference between me and Danny, which I'm hoping will like come through (laughs) in the most beautiful fucking ways in this podcast. I'm 32. Danny's 25. Yeah. I'll be 25 next month. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, how old are you? But Um, you're going to be 33 in October. Ah, yes. Yeah. So that's the age gap. Scorpio and Cancer over here. Yeah. Water sign babies. Hell yeah. We all up in our fields. Oh my God. We flow together. We do flow together. We're so good together. I love this. My son's a Cancer too. Like I'd be loving on that Cancer energy. Um, But yeah, so (laughs) my spiritual journey started like, I guess like 12 or 13 years ago. I started dating a guy and uh, his like whole family was pretty like quote unquote hippie. Like, his mom, they had, like, a garden and a farm, and, like, she wanted to, like, live off-grid. They were just really old school. Like, it was just, uh, very cool. Very cool family. I was with him for five years, and so his mom really kind of got me started. I mean, I've always been into weird things. My psychic, I'm a medium. My, my mediumship, or my, my gifts, they have been with me since birth. Uh, so I've been doing that since birth, but, uh. Sorry to cut you off, but what is, like, your first experience with mediumship? Oh, my gosh. Like, when you, like, realized, or maybe not even realized, it was just something that, like, kind of weirded you out, and then you explored more? Yeah. So, like, as a kid, I grew up in a really small town, like, rural area, um, and our house was built on top of a, um, oh, so sorry to say this out loud, but from the wartime, a Native American burial ground. So it was like where they buried soldiers from something a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I say soldiers, but it was like, I think it was primarily the Native Americans specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there was a lot of uh, spiritual activity in my house. And so I just, I don't know if I remember the very first experience, but um, I remember as a child, very frequently, 
waking up in the middle of the night and I would hear people in my kitchen like moving walking around and I would like get up and go and turn the light on but I wouldn't see anything so I am clairaudient um claircognizant um but I don't really see spirits in the way that like you manifest in front of me um but I hear them and I just get like more mental kind of visualizations and I can feel them um on an energetic level and so like as a child I would, I would hear them and feel them there, know that they were there, but I wouldn't see them. So anyway, this happened so frequently and I would get scared. So I would go like take my blankets and lie in the floor beside my mom's bed, my mom and dad, um, beside their bed. And they would wake up in the morning and my mom would like almost step on me cause she didn't know I was going to be there. Wait, <laughs> was there like a gap underneath your parents' bed? Yes. Uh, girl, I would be <laughs> terrified. But I could see <laughs> Can you see under the bed? You okay? Like you have two ways of some ghosts being <laughs> on either side of you. Like, can you imagine just rolling over in the middle of the night and just opening your eyes and you see like <laughs> some like child or soldier laying there and they're like, "What's that, bitch?" But see, the thing <laughs> is, I don't see them like that. <laughs> Maybe I could have. I don't know. But like to me, I was like, "Those bitches are in the kitchen." So I'm going to go in here beside mom and dad. Hopefully they'll fuck with them before they fuck with me. But, you know, I was a little kid. I was like, mom and dad are going to keep me safe. So I would lay there. And my parents would get so mad at me. Mm-hmm. Um, it got so bad to the point that they made me switch bedrooms with them. Like, my bedroom was across the hallway from the mm-hmm. kitchen. And theirs was at the other, like, the corner of the house. Yeah. So, like, we ended up switching bedrooms. Once I did that, I never heard it again. But I, I still continued to have some other spiritual experiences in that house. But, um... So, yeah, so that happened to me when I was a child. Um, And then just as I've gotten older, I have dreams about things that um, come to fruition. I will dream about a person and see them the next day. Or I've dreamt about people that are going through really hard times. And I'll call them and reach out, like, the next day after I have a dream. And what was happening in my dream was happening in their life. Um, So things like that. Um, I've always just felt, just had this sort of knowing So, um, yeah, that was my mediumship and then my spiritual journey growing up with that. And then I got introduced to the guy I was dating and he was very open-minded, like very open to all of that. So it made me feel safe and comfortable to share. And then his mom on this, it wasn't necessarily the mediumship part that got developed there, but his mom just opened my eyes to the more natural world, um, box flower remedies, like essential oils, using things for healing and stuff like that. Um, but then they also allowed for that spiritual side to come in too. And so just sort of like slowly started diving into this world. And then I have a huge love for psychology. So I like read about that all the time. And I just kind of started meshing all the things I was learning, you know, in my spiritual practice and my experience with psychology and then started noticing, oh my gosh, I have so much childhood trauma. (laughs) Like I got some (laughs) shit going on. Um, and my father who is now passed, he struggled with addiction, um, my whole life. Um, and so it was really hard for me. I've never really wanted to take medicine or do things just because I watched him struggle with that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do things as naturally as possible. Not in a way to, um, negate his experience or like, or shame or anything like that, but just simply in a way of wanting to be, you know, healthy and not struggle the way he had struggled. 
So, is that your dog? <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a little side note. If you guys ever hear any loud snoring or grunts or sniffles, <laughs> that is my child. Um, he's a fur baby of mine. His name is Captain. He's part Pomeranian, part Papillon. He is adorable. And so he's sweet. not fat, but he, but he acts like he is. He acts like it, and he sounds like it. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. But yeah, he's adorable. Um, he's like he just turned nine, so he's a little Pisces. Um, all the water signs. All the water signs, man. This is so. We're all water bitters in our home. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, he's just on the other side of the door. He kept bumping into the to the table, so we kind of kicked him out, unfortunately. But he's probably just hanging out right here. Okay, so back to your story. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, so, yeah. So, I just started studying that. Realized that I had trauma. Um, was trying to, choose, like, be healthy and not, um, you know, because I was concerned that, like, I would also struggle with addiction if I went down a certain path. So, I was trying mm-hmm. to avoid that. Um, so, I just, yeah, just started looking into more natural ways to heal and just sort of meshed together all the things, all the knowledge I've been gaining over the past, you know, decade or so of spirituality, my psychic side, psychology, natural health, living stuff. Um, and astrology, of course, I can't believe I didn't even talk about astrology yet. Like I'm yeah. such an astrology whore. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, that's another thing I've been reading and like learning about for like 10 plus years now. Mm. Um, so just all those things combined, um, is kind of like le- what's led me to, being here now got my Reiki certification a couple years ago like all of those things little pieces I started working in a massage therapy office we had a salt room learned a lot of things there learned about Reiki and acutonics and energy work um went on to get my Reiki certification and uh yeah the tarot card thing there's a whole other story with that but that happened about eight years ago um so yeah let's dive into that tarot card reading um, so it wasn't actually a reading. It was like, <laughs> and again, this is going to be a theme, relationships in my life, <laughs> dating another man. Um, and he introduced me to his mom. I have a thing for like my boyfriend's moms. We're always fucking tight. Like I, <laughs> girl, I feel you. I am always you. the mom's like, bitch, like every guy I've ever <laughs> dated, their mom is like, you're my fucking favorite. Like <laughs> I get that too. Like, oh I my know. God. I still use one of my ex's mom's phone numbers right? when I go to Harris Teeter. <laughs> Dude, I swear. Like I've seen so many of them. I'll see them out in public and they'll be like with, like I've seen like my ex with his new girlfriend and I'm pretty cool with like all my exes. Like I try mm. to be a chill unless they were fucked up, but whatever. <laughs> But I've seen, like, my ex-boyfriend's moms with them and their new girlfriend. And they just, like, run up to me. They're like, oh, my God, I miss you. I love you. (laughs) And I'm just like, I love you, too. Um, But anyway, so, yeah, I was dating this other guy. um, And he took me to meet his mom. And she, they're from Germany. His mother is, like, straight from Germany. She moved Mm -hmm. over here with his dad. They met when he was uh, in the military. And, uh, my boyfriend at the time had lived in Germany for a little while. Um, she was cool as shit. Um, and so she, we were like going through some of her old stuff and she had a tarot card deck and I was like, Oh, what are, what's this? And she was like, Oh, it's tarot cards. And she was like, here, hold them. And how were, how old were you at this time? Let's see. This was like 2013. So like 23. So yeah, that, Oh my God, it's almost been 10 years. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, she was like, here, hold them, 
and when I put them in my hand, my entire arm tingled and like it like chills ran over Ooh, my body. I got chills right now on my arms. Girl, oh. I remember that moment of being like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> and she was like, those are tarot cards. And I was like, what is this? So she like, just pull them out and let me play with them. I don't think she gave me a reading. I don't remember if she did, but I don't think she did. Mm-hmm. But she was just like, maybe you should guess some. Um, and it was like no time after that I went and bought my first deck. Um, and I just started learning and practicing. I started doing, excuse me, tarot card readings for friends and family and like for myself. And I was like, shit, this is really fun. And I learned how to do it. And I kind of just did it like just for friends for like several years, I guess like seven now for a long time. Cause now, now that I know it's 10 years, I'm like, no, wait a second. Um, but then I started doing it professionally. I started my own business doing tarot card readings a couple of years ago. And uh, it's been wonderful ever since. I love that. It's so good. <laughs> it's so much fun. Oh, I yeah. love that so much. But yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. That's very exciting. Um, Absolutely. Before we move on, um, but specifically towards you, how, how do you feel on your journey right now? Right now, my journey feels, fuck, I have so many words for how I feel right now. (laughs) I am incredibly grateful for where I am because if, if you would have met me 10 years ago, I was not who I am now. I was Mm -hmm. just in every way that you can think of a totally different person. Um, and so I'm extremely grateful for my spiritual practice for like where it's brought me to where I am now. Um, and it feels really good right now with all the astrological shit going on. Like the last month has been hard as fuck. The last like year has been hard as fuck. Um, but I'm, again, I'm just really honored and grateful to have the knowledge and the experience that I have because it allows me to navigate times like this and go through things like I've gone through with a strong knowing and confidence of like, why it's happening, what's happening. And like, just knowing that like the lesson is there, like you're going to be okay. Like you're always supported. Like there's, there's just this like extreme feeling of comfort. I feel like Mm -hmm. from my spiritual practice and my journey. And and that's, yeah, that's like a huge piece of what it's brought me is a comfort within myself and like just a trusting and knowing that like you know, shit's always working out. Things are always working out even when you don't feel like it. And like, even when it's hard, um, and it's just helped me to become like a stronger, more confident person. Like I withstood like so much shit, like back in the day when I was younger. And now like, that's like the things that I would have accepted easily 10 years ago. I don't even glance at now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially like treatment from other people, things like that. Um, I'm just a completely different person and I'm extremely grateful for that. I wouldn't be where I am or who I am today if it wasn't for my spiritual practice. I love that. Yeah. And Brie, what, was there like a huge turning point for you on your journey where you were just like, I'm fed up with myself. I need to do better. Yes. Um, when my son was born, I, and we can, we'll talk about this on a different episode, but he's one of my spirit guides. 
uh, that gets reincarnated with me in this life. So exciting. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> ah! Um, found that out through a past life regression hypnotherapy session. But yeah, um, almost instantly, as soon as I became pregnant and found out I was pregnant, um, my whole life started to change. He, it brought so much awareness to who I was and like the path that I had been on and like what, um, what I was doing, even though I'd been on my spiritual journey, I feel like that was the turning point where I really like kicked it up a notch where I was like, oh, I'm just learning about shit, but like, it's time to learn and integrate that shit. Mm -hmm. So, excuse me, when he was born, uh, yeah, that just helped me. Like I started going to therapy. I started learning a lot. Um, I was married to his dad at the time, made a really tough decision to leave that marriage because of like the witnessing my own childhood trauma and how that impacted me and witnessing how that was being projected or reflected back to me in my current relationship and in the previous relationships I had had. Mm -hmm. And so I allowed myself to leave that relationship and in pursuit of really growing and really deepening my spiritual practice for my child and for myself, of course. Um, But yeah, that was the turning point where it just like ever since then, it's been like warp speed spiritual fucking journey. Whereas before then it was just kind of like, okay, I'm playing around here, you know? Yeah, So absolutely. That's beautiful. But, uh, thank you for sharing. Of course. Enough about me and my Scorpio self over here. Super awkward about like, let me talk about myself. I (laughs) asked you tons of questions. That's what I hear about. The, The people need to learn about who we are so they can feel more comfortable listening to us. 100%. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to pass the, uh, the baton, the baton over to you and let you, uh, tell us how has your spiritual journey been? Like what got you started? Like, Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I feel like all those questions is like, Oh, there's so much. What got me going? Oh, there's like so much to that. I feel like there was Easter eggs along the way, like in my like growing up and you called it Easter eggs. Yeah. They were like little Easter eggs, you know? And, um, just like there's small things that had got me curious and interested that I'm now like realizing now that I'm more into the spiritual community. But, um, I used to be friends with this one girl when I met her in elementary school, became more friends with her in middle school. We're not friends anymore, which is fine. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but she was like, oh, it's the ghosts and, like, stuff like that. And I was like, I took, like, I take, as I am right now, I take everything with a slight grain of salt. Right. Um, but things are more fun and you enjoy things more when you're completely open-minded. Mm-hmm. And so me being raised in a Southern Baptist home, um, there was, like, a lot of judgment and stuff like that where you couldn't For really sure. be yourself. So I was, like, suppressed a lot. But she was, like... I think she was the first person who kind of introduced me to, like, ghosts and, like, witchcraft and, like, things like that. Nice. And I never, like, and I never, like, dabbled into witchcraft, but <sighs> I did touch a Ouija board with her. <laughs> a Ouija board oh, or whatever. Oh, that's the thing I could say I've never done. I will never do that shit again. Yes. But I'm just like, oh, my God. But no, they terrify me. weird stuff happened after that, but, yeah, so, um... So I, I like to think that maybe she's, like, the first person to kind of tap into that other world that not many people really know about. Um, and then 
Uh, we used to, like, break into abandoned buildings all the time, and, like, I've experienced ghosts. We'll have oh, an episode so on ghosts. Yes. That'll be super spirits. fun. Spirits and stuff. We'll have a whole other separate thing for that, where I've, like, um, where I've experienced some things, and then, um, as I, like, moved in with my dad, I would, like, see things walk by in the corner of my eye, which kind of, like, spooked me out. Right. She would, she used to tell me, she was like, if you ever feel a tingling on your body... Um, it means like a ghost touch you and I'm over here like feeling stuff on my inner thighs and I'm like, I am being violated. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like what I actually know. is probably just like puberty. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Just in middle school at the desk, I was like so confused. <laughs> I was like, what you're, is like, this? You're like looking over at some cute guy when you're like 13 and you're like, wait a second. Oh, fuck a ghost. <laughs> So, um, but some other things that kind of inspired me a lot too was the shows that I would watch. So like, um, Avatar, the last airbender was a huge, um, thing for me growing up, but learned so much through that as well as like Pokemon, like (laughs) those were my shows and my escape worlds and like things like that. But there was just like so many lessons. And I think the Avatar, the last airbender um, the lessons, the music, the graphics, and all of the things about that, um, I think it really stuck in my mind throughout life and then recircled back when I got into yoga because it talked about, like, the elements. It talked about, there was an episode where we went through the chakras and, um... Wait like, a minute, we need to talk about your yoga and, like, how you got started on that. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> like you did me. Oh yeah, like, you're good. So I want to talk about like how you got into yoga. I don't even know if I know this story. Yeah, um, I was like kind of leading up to that. Oh, okay, my bad. My no, you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Avatar kind of like had like I don't know. There was just like so many character developments and a lot of like looking inward and stuff, and it kind of helped me to do that as well. Mm-hmm. But as I moved in with, like, my dad and stuff, I went, like, kind of through, like, a dark patch. And I was already in a dark place beforehand, but um, I, like, it was kind of, like, escalating in a way. So Mm. I was getting lost in my mind and stuff and then graduating from, from high school and then going on into college. I, um, was going to a bunch of parties. I wasn't, like taking care of myself. I was going out with friends and stuff. And I was like basically intoxicated every weekend. I mean, I wasn't like an alcoholic, but I also didn't handle my emotions either. And because I felt unworthy, I, and, um, I didn't know how to validate myself. Right. I would seek that through sex. And so that was like my version of like hurting myself Mm. and stuff. So I was like, Oh, even though this is like, I don't know what three to five, ten minutes or something of sex. It's right. like at least I was needed. Especially in, that in the early college days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was. Uh, but there were some good times. But there was one specific moment that that really started my journey, and that was um, I was seeing this guy, Scorpio. Um, <laughs> we do that. <laughs> we be doing that. Yeah. So we'll just call him Scorpio. So. Mm-hmm. 
me and Scorpio were seeing each other, um, just, like, sexually for about six months and Mm. stuff, and it always seemed like it was always going to lead into something more, but never did, and then there was one night where I was, like, at a party, and, um, and I saw him with a different girl, and Mm. it really, um, hurt my feelings and stuff, so I got even more wasted, and I saw, um, he was a frat boy, should have known better. It's okay. <laughs> we all been there. We've all been there. But um I saw his friend there and um like we're bros. I see him like all the time and stuff. Right. Like I didn't think anything of it. And so um he and I at the time I was like convinced that I couldn't go back to my friend's place because um I don't know what she said, but I felt like I, I don't think I was like in, in my mind it made it seem like I wasn't allowed to go back. Right. So I felt like I had nowhere else to go. And so he invited me to go back to where they were staying and I could sleep in the spare bedroom, but because I was upset, I wanted comfort, which led into something I didn't want to happen. Right. And so, um, so yeah, I woke up the next morning and I was like, I feel like shit. I was so drunk that you could smell the tequila coming out of my pores. Shoe girl. It was that bad. And I was just like, I really don't like this version of myself. Like Mm -hmm. this sucks. And like... And I couldn't be mad at Scorpio in the moment because it's, like, way before we were seeing each other more, um, after I had already, like, slept with him, and I was trying to get his attention, mm-hmm. and, um, I ended up sleeping with one of his other fraternity boys. Ooh, girl. <sighs> hey, well, you know what? Like, no judgment. That is valid as fuck because <laughs> been there been through some sh- similar shit and like you know we just don't fucking know any better at that age and like that's part that's we're just fucking learning like yeah we're just learning but i like but after the second time i was like man i have really fucked up yeah. and especially because like these are his bros i mean the girl i didn't even know her but like he like he is friends with these people mm-hmm. super close with them and stuff and, um, so yeah. I felt like even worse mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but I was just like, I, I tried talking to him. It didn't go well. They ended up dating for a few years and stuff, but like, that's like, that's totally fine. It just like, it just didn't work out, but it was like the biggest like lesson for me in realizing that I didn't like who I was. Yeah. And I was like, I can do better. For sure. And then, um, at the time I was invited to a non-denominational church. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I went, I went up to my friend and I went, gave my life back to Christ, got baptized, volunteered at church, did this for like two years and stuff. Wow. And then, um, I was like super active and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I eventually transferred to UNCW. Nice. And, um, UNCW, I, um, because I had access to a lot of things, I was like, the one thing that I really want to do is join yoga. Mm -hmm. And so they, they had a yoga club on campus and I got to go and, um, well, I attended of course, and, um, it was a lot of fun. And then I didn't take a PED credit when I was at community college. I was like saving it. And then I took, um... I'm going to shout her name because she has a podcast herself. Oh, hell she's yeah. amazing. Um, I, one of our episodes we've done together is on it, but she's called the, she, her name is Laura Siljander. Love this woman. Um, I took her PED course of yoga mm-hmm. and it was amazing. It was so beautiful. I and that. I think like, and I think because we were doing so many mindful things, 
that's when I really started to, that's when I started to struggle because a lot of things were starting to wake up within me that I didn't even know, like my inner child, my inner teenager, Mm. like my subconscious, like all of these things were starting to wake up that I, at the time I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, and she told me about the yoga minor at UNCW Mm -hmm. where the second, um, we're the second school in America that offers it. Wow. I did not know that. Isn't that cool? That's cool as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, um, um, like, one college in Utah has one, and then UNCW has one. <laughs> I don't know why that cracks me up that Utah is the other That's one. what I was thinking. Like how random. It's super random. I was totally expecting, like, Berkeley or, like, somewhere <laughs> in California. Like, Utah has it. <laughs> Yeah, it's super interesting, but yeah, this minor allowed me to um, get certified, um, but I I did the minor and everything, and it woke up, and it was a beautiful start onto my yoga journey, um, but before getting there, um, and those things that I talked about that awoken things inside me, I started to get panic attacks, mm. and um, oh. like almost every day. Like, my anxiety was through the roof. I was constantly getting, like, the silent panic panic attacks Mm -hmm. and then the more violent um, visual ones at work. Shoot. And so, um, and and then I started to get triggered when I would be touched in certain places after I've been, like, worked up and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the point where I felt like things were, like, scratching underneath my skin. And it was, like, so uncomfortable. And, like... This was, um, trigger warning, but this is, like, um, I don't know, Mm self-harm. So, um, because it was so painful to feel, like, these claw marks underneath my skin, Mm -hmm. and it felt like my mind was screaming at me, I would, and it wasn't, like, I've experienced it a few times before, um, before this, but, um, I would, like, hit myself. Mm. I've, like, actively, like, punched myself in the face slapped myself in the face, like, hit anywhere I could just to distract myself from the pain that was going on in my mind. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to cut myself because I've always struggled with acne right. and um, and stuff, so I didn't want to leave, like, scars because I really wanted to have clear skin, but, like, but I would physically harm myself. Like, I would just punch myself or slap myself just to get rid of that pain. I just want to hug you. Like, that makes me want to cry. Like, but also, too, thank you for sharing that because that's such yeah. a real thing that people experience. Like, Absolutely. panic attacks happen a lot. And, and I don't think people, unless you've gone through it, really understand what that feels like. You know um, what I mean? It's, it's brutal. Um, don't recommend. <laughs> right, right. 10 out of 10 do not recommend. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, um, it's just... It's not good. And so I was, I started to go to count like therapy through UNCW because I had access to it and, um, something, it was okay. I didn't feel like I could fully be myself and everything, but once I've grad, once I graduated from college, Laura, um, I asked Laura if she could be my therapist because she, not only does she teach at UNCW, but she, um, is a certified therapist. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I was like, I'm super comfortable with you already. And so, um, I worked with her for a little while and, um, and 
and she was super helpful and everything and because she's like on that yoga journey with me it it just there was like it felt like no judgment yeah and she was very relaxing before we would start we would like breathe and I was like oh yes. I love you here for that yeah and she told me about hypnotherapy mm. so um because I she wanted to figure out the root of my panic attacks and at the time I um didn't know and so she recommended hypnotherapy through her friend named Amy. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm saying her name because she's also on Laura's podcast. Um, cool. They do an episode together, which is really good. Highly recommend. Um, and I wish I remembered the name of her show. Um, I'll have to put it in the show notes later. Yeah. Of her podcast. But I went and saw Amy and I found the root of my panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And trigger warning, um, I found out that I was... Um, they are word at four years old. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't even remember who the person was. They were like a blur, but I remember some of the, some of the stuff. And then at 10 year old, 10 years old, I discovered that, um, I'm not going to get into all of the details because I know this person today and, um, I haven't talked to them since and I blocked all contact. I'm like, it's too, it's been so long and I'm just like, I just want to move on with my life. And just right. finding out what happened just, like, makes me feel so much better. Because now I can be like, okay, what's currently going on around me that's right. making me feel like that moment? Mm-hmm. And then, then I can kind of, like, calm myself down more. Yeah. But um, basically the clawing underneath my arms was rope mm-hmm. from being tied up mm-hmm. against my wall. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, but that was a huge step into, um, into part of my healing journey. And after I graduated from college, um, a a lot of stress dissolved. So the panic attacks aren't that bad. I still get some silent ones every now and then, um, if I'm not taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get off that wagon. For sure. Um. We're human beings. We are human beings. Um, but bringing her attention back to Laura again, I asked her, um, cause I was curious. Um, cause I remembered my first Reiki session. It was with her. Mm-hmm. She gave it to me cause she was like, we need to give you a session. Cause I feel your weight is on your shoulders. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what is that? And she explained it to me. And, um, I was like, interesting. She was like, yeah, it's like energy work and stuff. Like I can like tap in see what's going on or whatever. And I can make you feel better. I was like, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. And she did my Reiki session. Um, it was only like five minutes and she looks at me and she's like, girl, you got some deep shit. And I was like, <laughs> girl, I know. <laughs> as, we're, as Reiki practitioners, like we know that like instant feeling of like, who are we going to be working today? She like, said, she said, I don't know what that was. It's gone now, but it might come back. I was like, oh my God, was I possessed? <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> and so, um, so after I graduated, I was curious about the energy working. So I asked her, I said, um, are you going to be teaching this? And she said, I'm not qualified to teach yet. Eventually I would like to, but I can't right now. I was like, okay. And she's like, but I know someone who can teach you. Mm. And I was like, oh, and she pointed me to, um, she pointed me to her friend Mercedes. Now, Mercedes is who I went to last year to learn Reiki level one and two, Mm -hmm. where I got certified and I'm taking her master class next month. So I'm super excited to be a Reiki master. And, um, from taking her classes 
my own definition of Reiki is focused love. Mm. So it's energy work where I can tap into the seven chakras and help bring them into alignment so you can be the best version of yourself through time. Yes. Love that. So, yeah. And that's, um, and, um, as far as where I am currently on my spiritual journey, there's a lot of things that are coming up. I've done a lot of work on my inner child, but my inner teenager is coming up a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I'm healing it. So I'm healing from that. I'm also still healing and working on, um, self-validation. Yeah. Validating myself because lately I've just been feeling unworthy and just stuck and then like very lost and um people tell me all the time like even my own clients they're like oh my god that's so good but for some reason I just can't get it through my thick school I mean it's harder when for us to believe especially when we grew up in an environment that was taught us to not feel good things about ourselves or that where we were constantly having the negative sides of our of who we were or what we did reinforced um it's hard for us to reprogram our brains to accept that validation to accept those good things um so yeah that's just to use this word for the thousandth time that's totally valid (laughs) like because it's harder for us to do that people can say it all day long which awesome that's great you know but at the same time like until we can accept that and actually receive that validation and the affirmations that people give us um you know that's the work that we have to do yeah thank you for that Um, as, but I will say I'm the most happy I've ever been in my entire life. And it's because that I, because I built that for myself. Fuck yes. And, um, thank you. Um, Hail you. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, I am the happiest I've ever been in my life. Like, yes, I'm going through challenges, but Mm -hmm. so does everyone else. And, um, I'm strong enough to get through it, even though sometimes it's annoying and sometimes it's complicated and sometimes I don't want to try as much, but that's okay because, um, that was like the outside, like the AC, someone's AC just kicked on. Oh my God. I was like, (laughs) what is going on? (laughs) You'll probably be able to hear that. Yeah. The healing just takes time and something that I really want to focus on, especially in the first episode, the, the healing never stops yeah the work is never done it's never done it's um oh now i remember what i was going to say like yoga it's all about meeting yourself where you're at Mm, yes that's so when so i like to do a good mix of eastern and western Mm, side of yoga um eastern is more about meditating and things like that western is more like very focused on the yoga poses and um they're more like look at this hands down i can do mm-hmm. oh my god green jaws <laughs> like <laughs> right. things like that but there's also a fine balance in both of those mm-hmm. so but for me i really like to connect the mind body and the soul and when you're when you're really doing yoga and really tapping in you're gonna unlock sides of you that yes. you've never known about and that's mm-hmm. been a huge part of like my journey and learning more about myself but when you step on that mat and like or maybe it's like just stepping into your day it's meeting yourself where you're at so mm-hmm. you're tapping into yourself and sometimes that means that you're showing up 20 percent. yeah and like and some days maybe the highlight of your day is just a smoothie mm-hmm. or a bowl of soup right yep 
good soup. Good soup. <laughs> <laughs> so just meet yourself where you're at. There, when it comes to healing, there's always going to be highs where you're feeling great, and then there's going to be lows where you feel like you backtracked. For sure. And you're like, sometimes it feels like you relapsed. Dude, in life. Yes. It's like, yeah. wait, I thought I fucking learned this shit. And then you get triggered or you're in a situation where you don't know what to do. And then you're mm -hmm. like, it's like everything I feel like I've learned is like, um, seemingly non-existent. Like, wait, what the fuck do I do? You know? And it's, uh, exactly. and you, or you repeat, you repeat old patterns and you're like, fuck, I know better, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's where we really have to tap into compassion and give mm -hmm. that to ourselves and give ourselves patience. Mm -hmm. Give ourselves and, grace. Yeah. Because it, this does, it doesn't heal overnight. It doesn't no. heal after a year and stuff. Like there's always going to be times where we have to learn. There's always going to be times where we need to look back and heal some things that we thought that we did mm -hmm. all the time. Like, I'm like, oh, I thought I healed that. Yeah. So just meeting yourself where you're at, giving yourself the love and the grace and allowing yourself to be present with you yeah. in the actual present. Whatever that means. Yeah. <clears throat> Wherever that is. I also like to say that like with healing on the healing journey, it is just that you're healing. Like if you, I associate it a lot to like physical wounds because we have our abandonment wounds. We have our inner child, what like we call them wounds. And if you get a wound on your body, you know, like it's gaping open, whatever's happened, there is a healing process and there are steps to that healing process. But even once it is like quote unquote healed, there's still a scar there. There's still maybe like some sensitivity around the area. Maybe you can't feel anything in that area. Um, you know what I mean? And if it's ever, if that wound is ever, um, like stabbed again or whatever, you know, reopened, it's, you might not feel as much as you did before. Cause it's numb. Like, right. Like mm -hmm. I, I like to use that metaphor of like, it can totally be ripped wide open again. It's always going to be there. And now there are more sensitivities around it because you experienced it. But nonetheless, you can still heal it. You can still give it that TLC, but it's kind of like always just going to be a part of you. Um, and I don't mean that in the way that like, oh, that's just who you are or anything like that. But it's just kind of like there's always going to be the opportunities for that wound to be triggered, you know. Mm. Um, and it's just a matter of how we learn to work with those things over time, you know, like you said, like, you know, um, it's like, a, like you've forgotten the work that you've done. Like every once in a while it will get like jabbed or triggered or whatever. And it will seem like that. But as that continues to happen, because it's kind of always potentially going to happen, you know, you get better at being like, okay, no, now I do remember what I've learned. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Does it make sense? Yeah. And, um, if you need to, um, some things that you can do is like just writing notes mm -hmm. and just like re like coming back to those notes. Sometimes like sometimes when I have conversations with people, like how I'm feeling, I'll like screenshot the text message. And sometimes yeah. I'll go back to that. Cause I'll like need that important reminder. Mm -hmm. I like to do uh video diaries. So mm -hmm. I have a ton of, because I'm not so great at writing. Like people are like, journal, do this, do that. I am not a fan of journaling because I feel like my brain, as fast as it's coming, I can't write it as fast as it's coming. You know what I mean? I feel that. So I will turn my phone on 
and record, like, this is what's going on. And I will just talk, like, I will just speak out loud what's in my head um, as if I'm talking to no one but myself. And I'll just record that. Sometimes I'll set the phone off to the side. I'm not even looking at it. I'm just talking. Um, And that's such an incredible thing. It's been such an incredible thing for me because I can also go back and rewatch those videos now. Um, I recently did it with a video from a couple years ago and it's like, holy shit, the amount of growth I've experienced since those moments, like being able to a like see and, Mm -hmm. and sort of like check back in with yourself of like what you've gone through, what you've learned, but also to witness that growth, like to actually be able to witness like, holy shit, look what I looked like, what I was talking like, the words I used it's different from what I am like now, you know what I mean? And like how I handle things and Mm. just watching yourself grow like that is so cool. And I think you can do the same thing with journaling and writing, you know, like you go back and reread entries Mm -hmm. and you're like, holy shit, I'm not the same person, you know? Yeah. Um, Going, um, going off of like your voice memos that you're talking about, there is so much healing in speaking through what you're going through. Absolutely. And especially if you're talking to someone else about it. So most of the time we're not looking people are not looking for advice. Mm-hmm. They're looking for just someone to listen without yeah. judgment. Yep. Because half the time when you're expressing what you're going through, you're working it out yourself. 100%. Because I can't even tell you how many times, like, I'll make connections mm-hmm. while I'm telling someone Bitch. what I'm going yes. through. Yes. I'm yes. like, oh my god, I just hit an aha moment. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling people all the time. I'm like, just, like, say it out loud. Because as I, I do the same shit, like, as I'm talking about, I'll start off with, like, oh, this is how I'm feeling. And I'll just keep talking about it. And yeah. then by the end of the conversation, I'm like oh, fuck. Like, I've figured some shit out. I already feel different. Like, we also, I don't know if you've read the book, The Body Keeps the Score. If not, it's fucking fantastic. I hear all about it, but (sighs) it's so true. So good. But yeah, we store everything in our body. So if we're not expressing it, and if it's not a thing to do verbal expression, but like transmuting that energy physically, getting it out, like it's so important. But I think like actually vocalizing and expressing what you're going through is so powerful. Yeah. And like, not only is it stored where it could affect you like mentally, but it can also affect your, your body. Body. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it can cause like diseases, like it can cause like actual body aches Mm -hmm. and pain and different. We'll, we'll dive in deeper on this topic. That's a whole other episode that I would love to go into. Absolutely. But it's so true. If you're not doing anything to express that emotion it has to go somewhere yep exactly and it's going to be stored in areas that you don't want (laughs) yeah and it's literally only going to be impacting you because it's stored in your body and so like it's so important to just get that shit out like process it work through it and I know it's easier said than done but like that's been the biggest change for me in my life is learning to acknowledge and process and talk about and transmute and do all that shit to get it out because like the faster you can do that the faster your growth is going to happen and like I realized that was part of my healing journey too was the physical side of it I realized I store so much in my lower back and like since noticing that and being able to witness and feel into like oh my lower back's bothering me what's going on you know Mm -hmm. it's been like just it's created so much change and um with my body on a physical level and like my mental health and my spiritual well-being like all the things. Yeah. 
Um, I totally agree with that. Overall, upon your healing journey, just be patient, mm-hmm. kind, give yourself compassion because it's not an easy road. It's not it's not a it's not something that goes straight up. Yeah. Where you start from the bottom and go straight up and it's not something where you're at the top and you go straight down. No. It's constantly up and down. And like left and right and like loop de loops and shit. Like Exactly. And yeah, it's um But something that we'll also cover is like when it comes to healing, it's all about learning all of the different versions of yourself, the good and the bad, because they're all pieces of you. Yes. Just all pieces of you. Absolutely. Just yeah. honoring all of those things, all of those pieces, all the sides to who you are. Absolutely. Because there's things that, like, because uh, when it comes to, like, your red, uh, like, red flags or whatever, is, um, just acknowledge it, know that it's a part of you, and know that you're actively working through it. You're not alone, that there's mm-hmm. people who are, who are out there who wants to help you. Yes. And also know that you're not fucking crazy. You're not. <laughs> and that, like, everyone has red flags, quote-unquote, toxic traits, like, what the fuck ever. Like, there's nothing wrong with you, As you know what I mean? Like, obviously, as long as you're, like, working on your shit and you're not just, like, a super shitty human being, <laughs> you know, on purpose. Right. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, just know that, like, you're not crazy and, like, it is hard. The work is never done. Like... That's why I think so many people are kind of, like, out in the world not doing the work. It's mm-hmm. because, like, this is not easy shit to sign up for. Like, it's not something you're just like, hey, I'm gonna fucking do that. Because, like, once you get started, there is no turning back. And this shit is fucking, it's fucking hard. But it's also, like, just amazing and, like, beautiful. I think we should do a, no- a whole other topic on this because we're going to go down another rabbit hole because that, like, made me think about how, like, when some of us, as we were children, if we did something bad, mm-hmm. we were shunned to our rooms. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we, with our red flags, we kind of do the same thing. Yep. But that's a, we'll save that for another episode. A whole other thing. A whole other thing. Also, I like to think that there are red flags orange flags and green flags Ooh. and like the orange flags are like you know like that's probably not my favorite thing in the world but yeah. like also it's not like a terrible thing you yeah. know like my friend and I were talking about like relationships is a huge thing for me um for my like growth and like witnessing red flags <laughs> right <laughs> I think we can all relate to that and I'll make this quick because we gotta end this but um witnessing those red flags, but then also knowing that, like, there are orange flags, and so those aren't, like, you know, that's, like, okay, a dude forgets to call you one day or something like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's, obviously, he needs to be on his fucking shit. He needs to be making that motherfucking phone call, because I'm a fucking queen. But, yes. he got busy. He forgot. No biggie. You know, like, no biggie. you know, and, like, also, too, like, if he forgets to acknowledge it. Anyway, just something like that, that, like, it's a thing that's, like, hey, that's not cool or whatever. I'm gonna hold you to this standard, you know? But also, like, you're not being a, fu- a fuckboy, you know? Like, Absolutely. You know what I mean? So those are the orange flags that are just kind of in there that are, like, oh, this could use a little work. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, and that's a very, like, random example, but you get what I'll I'm go ahead and share one of my red flags that I've conquered. Oh, hell yeah. So... <laughs> When I was in, when I was in high school, 
Um, just because of like my examples of relationships when I was older, I hadn't, I basically had nothing to go off of. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't know better, obviously, but when I was in high school, I thought if my boyfriend was not talking to me 24 seven, then he was cheating on me. Yes. And like, I, and then I would feel miserable about myself because Mm -hmm. I thought I was boring and that I wasn't entertaining enough. At the same time to, like, keep that up. Right. Super toxic. Also, can we just acknowledge the fact that, like, that's a lot of fucking pressure to put on yourself in a, as a fucking high schooler. Just yeah. saying, like, our society, like, has built that in. Just wanted to note that real fast. Yeah. I, like, it just made me feel terrible. Yeah. I just felt so boring. Yeah. And then, um, and then now I'm, like, some, whoever I'm talking to doesn't text me for, like, a day. Like, that's fine. We get busy with our lives. Yeah. If uh, if we had plans, though, yes. you got to follow through. Like, oh, yeah. That follow either, through better be there. Either follow through or communicate. And I'm not talking about, like, an hour before we need to meet up. But mm. at least, like, give... Like, just... If something comes up or if you're not interested, just communicate it. Whole yes. other topic for me. I was gonna say day. we're gonna have a whole episode <laughs> on some 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 relationships. <laughs> okay, side note, because I wanna say this, I think it's so freaking funny. But um because sometimes we dabble in some witchcraft. Um, <laughs> um we're we're gonna My do dick a- penis candle. <laughs> dick yeah. penis candle. I just had dick penis <laughs> My penis candle, I'm gonna be burning later. <laughs> it's like when you said dick penis candle it made me think about like those extra words you throw into a paper that you don't really need but you just need that word count a dick penis <laughs> and um but yeah we're gonna we're also gonna tap into witchcraft because like there's a lot of things that are said bad about witchcraft and mm. i recently just started looking into it and you know being raised southern baptist it was like very frowned upon and things like that so yes. we're also going to be go into that topic as well mm. just to, um just keep an open mind be and you know some some of these things might resonate with you some of these things might not and that's okay yeah just allow people to do whatever feels good to them because it makes sense for them even yeah. though it might not make sense for you we are all having our own experience just let people fucking have their experience exactly <laughs> it ain't you know? that hard real quick before we end just for something fun to end here um let's talk about our big three and the zodiac signs oh shit okay which yours is super easy so let's go ahead and talk about yours i am a triple scorpio <laughs> the scorpio sun moon and rising love that so much <laughs> the intensity i'm sure will come through <laughs> Um, for me, my sun is in Cancer, my moon is in Taurus, and I'm a rising Gemini. So. Sheesh. 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 <laughs> we got the air, the water, and the earth. But in my whole chart, I have, like, a good balance of all of the elements, which is really cool. Hell yes. Yeah. I love that. Me too, except air. I only have one air sign. Oh, really? Interesting. My, my Mars. We both got that Libra Mars girl. Oh, we do. Hey. Ooh, <laughs> I love that. We need to have a whole podcast on just our Libra Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy time. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Yes. Ooh. But I had a great time for our first episode. Me it's too. been amazing. So good. Super flowy. And, um, it's probably been, like, an hour or so. 
Yeah, maybe a little bit shorter after doing some edits, but it's yeah. been a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited to do some more. Exactly. So we'll tune back in in a week or so. Uh, Brie is moving in to a new place, so we so maybe the next one might not be coming out on next Friday, but we'll see. Yeah. So because of the huge change and moving and stuff. But yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Again, I'm Danny. And I'm Bree. And we will catch you in the next episode. So we can figure this shit out together. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Bye. Bye.